Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. Yes, we are live all day today. All day tomorrow on July 4th, all week. And we're coming at you from the Circa Resort at Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We are loaded to the gills today. Plenty to recap from the weekend that was in the NBA. Yet another great golf tournament, Major League Baseball. And today is the first day of Wimbledon. Nigel Seeley will be on the program today in about an hour. Uh, I have a bet to give out a little bit later on. Uh, bet number two for NFL Offensive Player of the Year. That's coming up. In the second hour of today's program, how was the weekend, Polly? Good? All right? Yeah. Yeah, here comes the heat. We finished, We went a year without 100 degrees, and I was a buck 10. So it was... How do you uh, like that? Yeah, that one was tough. Nearly 300 days, yeah. believe it or not, in Las Vegas without 100 degrees, and then all of a sudden, bam, how does this feel right in yep. your face, like out of nowhere, yep. with that scorcher? Mm-hmm. So I thought Saturday was... Uh, there, there's so much to tie in uh, from the weekend that was early on Saturday morning, when we finally found out what Damian Lillard and or the Portland Trailblazers wanted to do with the future of that organization. And uh, as the reports go, he made up his mind and Lillard requested the trade. This whole back and forth now that was going on for weeks or months of, well, he won't do it. Maybe maybe the, the basketball team should do it. Well, then, Dame, just why don't you go ahead and make up your mind? Nobody wanted to be the bad guy. Well, suddenly now he's going to be on the market and the, the future board the way it changed it was kind of fast and furious when Woj and Shams were out there reporting and I know that uh, the Miami Heat dropped significantly they were I think the highest number that I saw 16 to 1 to win the title next year they're down to 9 to 1 or even 7 to 1 I saw to win the title and then so where is it going to be where are they going to trade him is it going to be Miami is it going to be Philadelphia the other teams that came up believe it or not we have Brooklyn in the mix you heard about San Antonio, and you may have missed this. Utah also interesting. Yes, I know. Which, uh, yeah, I don't do him a solid here and just help him out and get him to his destination that he wants. I mean, you have to do what's best for the organization. And was it, what story do you believe? Was this done early last week, or was it, oh, no, they just gave Jeremy Grant $160 million. Get me the hell out of here. Could have been that, too, with the timing. Uh, but this is, uh, whether it's San Antonio or Utah, I love the what Bill Simmons put out there on Twitter, which if this any way this could happen, sign me up. Harden and Nurkic to the Clippers, 
Lillard, Powell, and Batum to Philly. Harris, Zubak, Mann, and Maxi to Portland. And then the picks involved, too, with a three-way. But, I mean, whether it's Philly or uh, Miami, this Miami package, you can't, you can't compare that to other people. It's a bad package when you look at what other teams can give up. So I'd be very disappointed if Portland and Lillard got his way and they ship him off to Miami for Hero Robinson and some picks. That'd I think, be a bad move. I think that's where he's going to go. Oh, God. And in fact, I was grabbing futures on Miami this weekend. I understand that that seems like it's the, uh, that's the poor trade to make here or the weakest of the deals. But again, as I said, Paul, th- this relationship between the two, it's not like Lillard hates Portland and he finally said, I can't stand you anymore. Get me out of here. And, uh, you know, they're, they're never going to be able to reconcile what happened with this decision. No, they, they're buddy-buddy. So I, I fully believe that if Damian Lillard, I think that he jumped on the grenade here and finally said, look, I'll be the bad guy. I'll, you can put it, you can spin it like I'm the one who's requesting the trade. But then if I do that, you're going to have to do me a solid here and send me where I want to go. And that spot is Miami. So I don't care that if you can get a better package for me. You're not going to do it, and that's going to be like a handshake type of deal. And I think that's why Miami is still going to be the team in the destination where he's going to go. I don't, this, the Philly, the back and forth with Philly. Are they going to give up Maxi? Are they not going to give up Maxi? Then what would be included in that package? And then how many other teams would yeah. be involved? Like if, if Miami's involved, it's still going to probably have to be at least a three-team deal. And yeah. even Tyler Hero understands that. No, that, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not, for Maury to say that, I'm not giving up Maxi. This guy's 33 points a game. Well, hey, come on. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Then there's a report that he doesn't want to go to Philadelphia, which right. is un- unfortunate because I had told that would be a love affair. They would love that guy uh, and what he could bring to the table. The you know kind of the anti-Harden, uh, a, a guy that go out there and leave it all on the floor. So that that's very disappointing to hear. But maybe some other destinations too, and other teams get involved, and and maybe this Harden to Los Angeles thing is cooled off too. I mean, that would all this talk was it was a done deal that Harden yes. was going to the Rockets. And that completely flipped and changed, and, and and Harden cost himself a lot of money. So, I mean, even Woj floated it over the weekend that they could kiss and make up in Philadelphia. So either way, it's going to take a while, uh, and, and we'll see. And then the, the whole Lillard thing's coming down when, when Twitter breaks. What's going on? You can't even get on social media and Twitter what happened. Thanks, Musk. What's this Musk kid doing? I mean, that, that was ridiculous what happened with your rates and whatever. You can't. You can't view it a certain amount of times. Couldn't even get on the app Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was maddening. I think I'm. I'm think I'm pretty much done with the platform now. <laughs> yeah, he has taken. A, he spent what forty four billion dollars oh, on this thing. Come on, man. and he's taken a sledgehammer to it. Yeah, it's it's it was extremely user friendly before, and now you're just. And by the way, he's mocking now users of Twitter with tweets back at him. Knock it off, dude. What are you doing? You destroyed this platform. It's it's the best spot in the world for breaking news. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, come on. No doubt. That's the that's one yeah. of the reasons why I was grabbing Miami because I happened to be on Twitter. I saw the news break. I'm like, hmm, I think he's going to go to Miami. Yep. Let me grab some Miami. And then all of a sudden, it just shuts down completely. I'm like, ah, oh, what is happening right now? Yep, yep. So you had sports and technology colliding over the weekend and everyone pissed off. What was going on with Twitter and then what happened yesterday with the golf? About how can we not watch live golf when a big-time name is trying to win and end a drought and you can't get live coverage and you gotta you gotta go to CBS Sports or the app. Yeah, it all coincides. Yeah, right. It, the it, same it, thing. I, I don't have answers. It doesn't make any sense why the golf channel couldn't show it live and why CBS can't say, put the put stuff on tape delay. What are you doing? So they move it up because of the weather and then CBS can't cut in and then golf channel has to that I just gave up at that point. When Golf Channel comes on tape delayed yep. at 10 a.m. Pacific, I just, you got to be kidding me. Well, then I'm also like running to ESPN Plus and they have like featured holes up of 15, 17 in like the main feed. Oh, that was ridiculous. The, I know. The, 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 Same main, thing. the main feed is like, I don't know, two hours behind. Yeah. Like, what is happening today? I don't want to watch Keegan Bradley. He's 10 shots back. Yeah, I, I don't. I, what? Yeah, when the other golfers are on the course. And then you needed Peacock or Paramount or ESPN Plus, and then the ESPN Plus. Wasn't you, you couldn't even get Fowler and, and some of the, and had one in these guys. So then once yeah once you got to CBS Sports and just watch it online, it was fine. But it was just you know people f- pissed off and rightfully so. It's like it's in the morning. Fowler can end the four year drought and and you got to it's a homework assignment. How yeah. do I find it? What app do I need? Where do I need to go? Yeah. Oh by the way, it only turned into a three man playoff. And that's right, right. And the other guy involved, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. So some pretty decent names here, and uh, I like this tweet from No Lane Up. Ricky has been the sixth best player in the world over the last six months. He's only behind Scheffler, Rom, Cantley, Xander, and Rory. 
the win, as they point out, is validation for what has been a very, very real return to form. And uh, they also said that he was already very likely to be on the Ryder Cup, te- uh, Cup team. That locks it in. And his number is as low as now 20 to 1 to win the Open Championship in a couple of yeah. weeks. And 22% of the handle at DraftKings yesterday on Ricky. Yeah. First win since 2019, more than 1,600 days past. I liked him. Jeff Seeley said too low. Can't bet the 14 to 1. But you're right, he delivered. And he's been playing phenomenal golf. And, you know, he was dead and buried twice. The second shot he hit on the playoff hole and then on 18, incredible. I'm looking at it was Hadwin Morikawa. And then you thought Morikawa just misses the putt on 18. Uh, he would have he won it there. Hadwin would have been able to catch him. And then, uh, I don't know, Rory comes, uh, Rory, Ricky comes back with those two incredible shots after horrendous tee shots on both. Now, great, great comeback by Fowler. At what point did you see how good those shots were? The highlights? I was watching live. Oh, you were watching live. Oh, yeah, I was. I was on the computer. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that was yeah. But no, because I like you said. I I gave up eventually. I'm like, guy, this is dumb. It's finally 100 degrees outside. I can't fight it. I'm going to go outside and swim for a little bit. This sucks. I just went on CBSSports.com. Ridiculous. And watched it. Yeah. Back and forth with 19 different things that you got to toggle yeah. through. I yeah. love the sport so much, but this is still a problem. Yeah. With it, and it's 2023. Come on, what are we doing here, yeah. folks? But that was it. Was a great job by him because I don't know what he was in play, but uh, but because. He was as high as 250 in the morning in play, and then he falls behind, and it looks like it's just going to be Hadwin and Morikawa. And then what he was able to pull out of his bag with those two with those two shots, good for him. And then he buries the putt. So you're, you're right, between the playoff and you think Morikawa has it, here comes Hadwin. He had the hole-in-one with Homa as well. So uh, you, you know you can bet those individual so golfers in. at DraftKings, he was 100-1. to one That's, I know. That's right. I saw that. Yep. They have a hole-in-one. I just, for me personally, I hope that Ricky, he did, he did win two weeks too early, I think. I bet him during the Open at 65-1 to one to win the Open Championship. Now he's down to 20-1, to one, and now he's got to win in a couple of weeks again. That's very, he can, but it's very difficult to accomplish that, obviously. And it's a loaded field anyway, so it wasn't going to be easy. But I'd like to see him also, like, put the icing on the cake here for this awesome run that he's on and finally win a major. Like that would be that, that story would be one hell of a way to cap off the 2023 majors that we have, you know, for that guy to finally win yeah. a big one. Come on. He, he deserves it. He has a lot of fans. Oh, he is super that guy's popular. Very, I know very popular. As you saw several shots where the keys teeing off and the kids have the, uh, the red, the orange hats on and, and, and a big following. And they came out in, in bad weather too. To support him. So congrats that he ends the drought, and you're right. No, he's playing great. And again, I give him a good shot coming up in the major. Yeah. And I would give more. It's good to see Morikawa. He's been in bad form, too. He was solid. So I I took him 28 to 1 to win that in a couple weeks as well. To win the uh, the Open Open Championship. Championship, Yeah. Yeah. You want to, in the live tournament, by the way, DeChambeau got beat by um, Taylor Gooch. You you want a piece of Bryson DeChambeau? He's playing well. He's around 40 to 1. Pondering making a bet on him today to win the Open Championship. He has bounced back. You're right. Yep. yep. All right. Follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Up next, signings that we loved, we liked, and we hated this weekend. I'm dumbfounded on an annual basis. We'll run down the list coming up next year on Visa. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. Follow the Money here on VSEN, the sports betting network in 15 minutes. We will recap a little bit of what happened over the weekend in Major League Baseball and refresh some awards futures at that time here with uh, what we love, what we like, and what we hate from NBA free agency at this point. I'll begin with uh, what I love. Totally under the radar here, Paulie. Um, the OKC signing of the EuroLeague MVP for three years, $25 million. Well, how many more examples do we need of these European players who come over and have dominated that sport over there for a year or two or more, and they come into the NBA and they have an immediate impact. I'm telling you right now, I told you this a couple of weeks back, I think OKC is going to be an absolutely great team to watch next year and a threat to make it. They're going to be the kings of 2024 in the NBA. I love that signing. I thought it's uh, nobody talked about it because nobody who he uh, knows who he is, but that'll be big for that mm-hmm. team. Um, the, the money, first of all, the, the money that was thrown around again. I don't think I'll ever get used to this, how much money is given out to some of these players. Halliburton for the Pacers got $260 million. I mean, he's a very nice player. $260 million. Here's what I loved about it. He tweeted out a video of Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, just laughing. It was like a montage of DiBiase just laughing. Here, This is what he tweeted out here uh, after he signed for all that money. I can't believe he would know and remember that. So how far back are you going? Mid to late 80s? Oh, absolutely you are. And Halliburton's in his early 20s. Yes, right. So to get some like perspective on this for me, because this was our heyday growing up, right? right. And that laugh. Oh my God. Right, right. So I text, I text, I sent a text to Jonathan Von Tobel, who was VSIN's NBA senior uh, betting analyst. I, I reference it all the time. His line yeah. was, everyone's got a price. Here's the thing. That's right. Von Tobel's in his early 30s. I yeah. said, there's no way you know who that guy is that he tweeted about, right? He goes, I never heard of him before. Bro, okay, well. I, I assumed that by looking at the photos on the video, he was like some old wrestler. <laughs> what? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I know. It was well done. I know with all this money, but that, that's me, right? Everyone's got a price. I, I can't believe Halliburton. I cannot believe a guy that age knows who he is. Oh, there's it wasn't no- like he was Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant. I mean, he was one of those guys who, uh, you know, I think he had to buy the belt, right? Oh, he, he did, he did buy do, the so belt. He made it himself. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So it was, you know, th- even I- Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, that was, and then they're talking about it. They're talking about it on Windhorse podcast, and Mc, Tim McMahon goes. Was Macho Man the one with the snake? <laughs> and oh, Temp says, no, that's Jake the Snake Jake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts. He goes, oh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think with the DDT. Yeah. I know, right. But uh, uh, I, I, that's a huge upset. Well, a I wonder, huge upset. I, I also wonder if he just did like a quick gift search of like, you know, million, whatever it was. You, you forget because Mike Palm was in here talking about Madonna. 
with the concert and she's going back on tour like true uh true blue and that papa don't preach yeah it's like 1986 oh yeah absolutely think about that. oh yeah how far back that goes yeah. where you think oh everyone knows who madonna is and and papa don't preach whatever and it's like you know mid 80s what? sure uh that's coming up in 40 years ago uh, yeah okay i i love that the bucks found a way to keep brooke lopez uh, yeah and i know you're going to expand on the lakers but of all their moves they found a way to keep austin reeves and that price come on I know under it. $60 million? I, I was kind of blown away that's, at that. That's my love. Everything the Lakers did. The Lakers own the weekend. Incredible job by Palenka, Jeannie Buss, and the Lakers, with the exception of Russell. I mean, two years, $37 million. The guy couldn't make a shot in the whole Denver series. It's way uh, too much but, money for him. But what they got, they got Hayes. They uh, you, you bring in Vincent for $33 million. You bring back Hachimura. A little, you know, a little $50 million, okay, but still... Uh, Reeves for that price and uh, run it back and you were so close losing to Denver in the conference finals and you bring everyone back and you add Vincent as well. Eric Gordon of the Suns and for that price two years eight million I can't believe it. That's a great job by the Suns to grab him and I also like Brown to the Pacers two years 45 million. You know what you know, why not with the Pacers throw some money around and uh, good for Brown that he finally gets his big payday as well. My likes DiVincenzo to the Knicks you get all the Villanova guys together. And uh, Seth Curry to Dallas for that price in the minimum. The minimum that's for a, him. That's a great get. Seth Curry's a dynamite shooter and a good player. And they get him at a bargain basement yep. price. So love the Lakers, like Curry, love Gordon, and DiVincenzo to the Knicks. Also, I also in Middleton, too. That kind of got the ball rolling, bringing Middleton back. And then Lopez, you know, did he, was, did he do Houston dirty? There are reports they had an agreement and someone reneged, but you had to to keep the band back together with the Bucks yep. and run this back with you know only a couple years maybe with Freak in his prime. I thought uh, here we were told the entire time that the salary cap was going to be a major problem for the Lakers this offseason. I guess not, huh? Uh, along with the Seth Curry signing of the Mavericks on the minimum, they also brought back Dante Exum, former fourth, uh, fifth round, fifth overall pick in the draft. And he's now going to be a Dallas Maverick as well, from all reports, playing pretty good basketball in uh, Australia again. Got injured again immediately to begin his NBA career. Why not take a shot on him again? He's still very young. I like that pick. I See, I actually liked Westbrook. He made $37 million last year, and he is eating the next two years because it's two years, $8 million. And again, for some context here, I would much rather have Russell Westbrook at two for eight than D'Angelo Russell, two for 37. I mean, it's not even close, in my opinion. I understand $207 million is a lot of money, but Desmond Bain is a really, he is like the quintessential NBA player today, or almost fits that kind of mold. The Grizzlies re-signed him, brought him back, monster player for that team, and that losing him would have been a huge loss. And I don't like the money that they spent, but the Cavaliers, to me, are instantly better with Niang, Struess, and by re-signing Levert, now they actually have some depth and maybe some more shooting on the team, which can only help. Uh, the things that I hated, among others, Dylan Brooks, $80 million from the Rockets. Why? What's the point of that? Eighty? Who were you bidding against? Who else was going to give him more than $30, 40 $50 million? What? I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that. Four years, $80 million for that guy. Can't understand it. Van Vliet's contract, oh God. 29 years old, he's getting 43-plus million dollars a year. Outrageous. Horrible job, again, yep. by the Rockets. And if, if, if he, Maybe if you got Lopez, okay. But you just, you're giving a guy that much money, and you're not you're going to come close to the playoffs. Not even close. Oh, that's bad. I couldn't believe the weekend that they had. And then we briefly mentioned it in the first segment, Elon Musk's decision with Twitter right as the Lillard news was happening. The, your rate views, once you, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even care. Like I said, um, if you want to get in touch with us, by the way, start getting in touch on Instagram. He's at Paulie Does Vegas. I'm at Mitch Moss, and the, the network is at VSIN Live. This whole Twitter thing just looks like it's a, I can't, I, I can't understand it. Those are my hates of the weekend. I thought once you just changed your password, you were going to be okay on Saturday. And that didn't even work. Um, I, I don't know what Toronto's doing. Remember, they could have blown it up at the deadline, and they decided to run it back, and then for what? To lose in the play-in? 
And let's calm down with uh, Yasai Majiri, too, with this guy's incredible at what he does. Look at some of the decisions he's made. He gave Pirtle $80 million for a center and his fourth best player on his team. And he's let a lot of guys walk, and a lot of guys walk yeah. for nothing. Gasol, Abaca, they signed McCall with the money they gave Lowry. So he's made some horrible decisions. And again, they're a lot like the Bulls, where just the last thing you want to be in the NBA is average. And the Bulls give Carter $20 million. The Bulls gave Vucevic $60 million. And the Bulls were 40 and 42. They lost in five to the Bucks, 10 games under, 43 losses, 60 losses, 55 losses, lost in the first round, 42 and 40. You, you, you can't just be average every year. You have to do something and either tank or try to go for it. And I don't know what they're doing in Toronto and what they're doing in Chicago. Denver giving Reggie Jackson two for 10. Unplayable in yep. the playoffs. And they brought DeAndre Jordan back. And then Dallas gives Kyrie three for 126 and a player option in the third year. You got to go year to year with this guy. And who are you bidding against? Nobody again. Who, who's going to give them that kind of money? Nobody That's was gonna, terrible. I know. That was... That absolutely stood out as soon as I saw that money. I'm like, oh, my God, because they didn't want to pull another Jalen Brunson. So think about the, the two years combined here. They could have had, by the if you go back a good year and a half, I think the reports were they could have had Brunson for four years, $54 million, which would be the best deal probably in all the sports today. Instead, you lose him for nothing, and now you give Kyrie Irving three for 126? Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, good luck. Horrible. Kuzma, $102 million. I, I, that's just going to be wild to watch in Washington. How many shots they're going to take? Oh, another one. The Raptors gave Schroeder two for twenty-six. Right, there you go. That's another one about who are you betting against? Yep. Horrible job by the Raptors. Yep. Terrible. Yep. Um, and Ingles got two for twenty-two. Uh, I think that was Orlando. It is the Magic. Yeah. Thirty-six years old, can't play any defense, coming yeah. off major injuries. No. Hmm. Uh, All right. We'll recap some of the Major League Baseball betting weekend that we had up next, along with uh, refreshing some MLB awards futures. It's not even the All-Star break, and yet it's already down to two players versus the field. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We're going to start this hour talking a little tennis as it is uh, day one at Wimbledon. And Nigel Seeley is somehow alive today. He had his 50th birthday over the weekend, and he's going to be at Wimbledon tomorrow. Nigel, uh, again, hope you had a great weekend, pal. Um, you okay today? Everything all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. It's just not, it's a normal weekend for me, Mitch. Okay, just a typical. Right, just, just, yeah, yeah it's just a just a normal thing. No, I'm fine. It's uh, it must seem the longest birthday in history. My birthday. Uh, I think I think uh, my birthday is actually Wednesday, but the celebrations have only final, finished at the weekend, so it must be the longest birthday celebrations in history. But uh, yeah, it's all good. I'm fine, mate. Ready and raring to go for uh, Wimbledon for the next fortnight. Very cool. Okay, so then you, we were speculating with you on Friday about the possible draws, what it was going to look like, who you wanted to bet at that point. So now you've had a weekend to kind of analyze the men's and the women's draw. What kind of stood out to you when you were looking at both sides? Well, I think the men's draw is obviously that Novak Djokovic has been given a very, 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 very easy draw. I can't see him not making the final of Wimbledon. Wow. I can't see him not winning it, really, if, 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 you, if you're asking me the question. But I gave you the, uh, the point uh, when we spoke last week about the fact that you can bet better odds if you bet somebody each way. So by getting someone to the final, you're, you're essentially going to get better odds if you are by betting Novak Djokovic to win it. So that's my betting approach here. Um, it's not original, but Novak Djokovic, the only person who can beat Novak Djokovic in this tournament is Novak Djokovic himself. If he gets injured or if he, uh, or his motivation lacks, but the latter, just I just can't see how that's going to happen. I mean, he's the he's probably the most mentally astute sports star in the world. He's he's like a brick wall to break down. I just can't see how he 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 can't keep that winning mentality going. And everything he's got loads and loads of things going for him as well. He's been in for a calendar Grand Slam. Uh, he's bidding for um, yeah to, to equal Roger Federer's eight Wimbledon championships, and he's looking to make history by becoming the most the man extend 
the amount of uh, major titles he's got to 24. So just I just can't see anybody stopping him unless he gets injured. But he's minus 150, you know, and a lot of people don't want to bet people at minus 150. You want a bit more pizza money, you want a bit more for, you, for your buck rather than take a chance on someone minus 150. So I think if you're looking for angles in the other half of the draw, I think there's a few players that interest me. And they're all Americans, actually. I think I, I think I said this to you the weekend. I think the American men will do really well at Wimbledon this year. I really do. It's been a long time since American player had won a Wimbledon championship. And I think yeah. they've got a good chance of going deep now. And there's some young American players coming through on the men's uh, tour who are, who are very good. And I think in the op- opposite half of the draw, big prices. Sebastian Corder would be my main pick. Uh, I, I think he's an extremely talented player who's destined to win a major sooner rather than later. I think he's around about 40 to 1. So you can get 20 to 1 for Sebastian Corder to make the final. I think Francis TFO at 80 to 1 will give you a good run for your money as well. Now, his game has improved massively, a top 10 player, and there's a good mm-hmm. chance he could become the American number one because Taylor Fritz is not playing at all well. So if he does well in his tournament, he could overtake Taylor Fritz and become the American number one. Probably one of the nicest guys on the tennis circuit as well. So it'd be good to see him do well. And at a really, really, really big price, I think Tommy Paul might go deep. Uh, he's about 300 to 1. All three Americans, I think Novak Djokovic will win it. It's just a question of who's going to meet in the final. The books and the the, book, the betting suggest it's going to be Carlos Alcaraz. But when you look at Carlos Alcaraz at plus $3, and you look at the other players I've just mentioned there, at the prices that I've mentioned as well, Alcaraz is no value at $3. Mm. So... Djokovic will win it. It's just a question of if we can get someone through the final. And I'm going to take big chance, big little, small plays on big prices for those three would be the bet I would go for. You've tipped these uh, two before. Any chance with Sinner and Medvedev? Medvedev can't win on grass. Okay. I just can't see how he can win on grass. He's a hardcore. He's probably one of the best players in the world. He, I think he's probably one or two best players in the world on the hardcore. Yannick Sinner is a future Grand Slam champion. I've bet, I actually bet Yannick Sinner to win Wimbledon. When I was in Miami, I saw him play and I thought he's got the game for Wimbledon. But since then, he's had all kinds of problems, injury problems. He pulled out of his last tournament injured. Um, his body, his physicality of his body isn't big enough. You know, some people, young men, develop bigger physically. Uh, and Sinner's big problem is if he goes into a fifth set or a fourth, long match. And I don't think he's got the game to win it physically. Talent-wise, I think he's probably the most talented player uh, and I'm including, including Alcaraz in now. I think Sinner is the most talented player I've seen, complete player. But his physicality will let him down in long five-set matches. And I think he's got to work on that game before we consider betting him at around about 16-1 to 1 to win a major. Okay, it's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live with you. Downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort at Casino. Then what, did, did anything jump off the page with the futures on the women's side then? Well, the women's side is much more interesting than the men's. I mean, you can literally make a case for about 20 women to win it. It's it's nowhere near as uh, – it's much more competitive than the, the men's market. Uh, Igor Shrontek is the favourite, uh, and she has been given the draw of all draws, very similar to uh, Novak Djokovic, but at plus 275 or three three to one with her record on grass, I'm not I'm I'm not convinced by her. I'd rather be a better. If someone said to me now, you can be the bookmaker or you can be the better, I'll I'll take your money on Igor Shrontek. I I think hmm. she's too short for me. So again, I'm looking for people at bigger prices. I think Sabalenka obviously and Rebekina, the, the the look you would look at the, the top three in a betting and think that them three are dominant. I think there's much, much better angles outside them. Uh Petra Kvitova is someone I've already bet. I've got a better at 50 to 1 to win the tournament. She's now 10 to 1. So I wouldn't bet her at 10. I've already done my business at 50. Uh, on the prices now, I think uh, Veronica Kudemetova at 33s. I think she's got a very, very easy draw. I think she could go deep in the tournament. Of course, that's uh, the Russian. Uh, at um, Madison Keys looked really good last week, but at 33 to 1, I wouldn't better. Kazakina, that's the interesting one for me. I think she beat Mad- she, uh, Madison Keys, beat her. Another Russian, she beat her in the final of Eastbourne at the weekend. She was 70 to 1 to win Wimbledon. Her draw is very, very favourable. She's down to around about 50. I think Kazakina will go deep. And at a really, really, really big price, if you're looking for someone who, who could go quite well, um, I like uh, Potapova, uh, another okay. Russian, 200 to 1. So there's three alternatives. I think the favourite will be very heavily supported, but. Um, I'm not convinced at all by Igor Shrontek on, on, on grass. I think the poll and she and the other thing is about the, the tournament favourite here. Last week uh, she pulled out the tournament with a virus, and she so she says she's going to be okay. But that's not ideal preparation going into Wimbledon when you've pulled out of a tournament last week with a 
yep. food poisoning bug or virus, whatever she says. She's not she's not well, so that's a concern for me. Okay, fair enough. Anything on the upcoming matches this morning that stands out to you that you like? Yeah, we've got a couple of matches. I mean, there's obviously the first round is split over two days. So there's matches today and matches right. tomorrow. And as you would expect in a major, there is some very, very heavy favorites here, like people like minus 2,000 and stuff like that. So I don't like to bet those. And I know that a lot of people like to parlay up six or seven people. I, I, that's not my strategy of betting. I, I don't think that's the way I should go. I look for potential shocks. And at some prices, I think the American number one, Taylor Fritz, is not playing well. Uh, I saw him play last week in Eastbourne. I actually um, I asked him for a selfie, and he took a selfie, and that's a turn around. Someone bumped into me, and I threw a glass of Pims over him. So I don't know if uh, that, that that upset him, but I, I apologize for that. Um, but I think he's quite vulnerable today against a guy called Yannick Hanferman. Um, Hanferman is around about plus 350 or maybe maybe even bigger. But I'm actually about, it, may, it may actually even be bigger than that with some books, maybe $4 or something. But um, Hanferman is a good grass court player. I'm not saying he can beat Fritz, but he can definitely take a set of him. So if you can get Hanferman with one and a half set star or on the handicap plus five and a half or four and a half, I think Hanferman will give Taylor Fritz. I think he's injured Taylor Fritz. I, I don't know for definite, but judging by his serving stats and the way he's playing, I, I think there's an injury concern with him. So I, he's definitely a fade for me in some market. Uh, and the other market, the other market, I like Casper Rudd today. He, he's um, the four, the French Open finalist. He got beaten in the French Open final. He has no interest at all in playing on grass. He hates playing on grass. He's done no preparation for Wimbledon. Mm. He was on the back of a speedboat last week with uh, with some glamorous blonde on his arm, uh, and he, he he's he's coming to Wimbledon just to just to make up the numbers. He's a cray court man through and through. He plays uh, a journeyman called Lockolly. Um, I think that that game with the handicap here, I'll go for Lockley. I think he would take a set of him. He's not got, he probably hasn't got the mentality or the big game to beat someone like Casper Ruud, but he's definitely going to cause him problems. And one bet in the women's draw, I quite, I quite like this one. It's probably the biggest bet I've had on the day. I've actually bet one in play at the moment. I bet a girl called Parry to beat Dart, but that's in play at the moment. But I've bet a girl called Sinikova, Sinikova, sorry, Sinikova. Sinikova, let me get that right. Sinikova, she's up against Kenwin Zheng, um, a Chinese girl. Sinikova won the um, grass court tournament last week in Germany. She's five on one on grass. She's moved up to inside the top 30 of the world on, on the back of the win. Just, just outside the top 30 in the world on the win last, last week. And she's playing an opponent who's played two matches on grass this year. Hasn't won a match. Looks absolutely dire of form. And she's the she's the dog in this match, which I couldn't believe. I mean, she was priced up at plus 110, 120, something like that yesterday and the day before. I think she's now around to about evens, maybe plus 100. Um, but Sinikova is definitely, should, in, in my opinion, should be the favorite for that match. So that's in the women's match. That's this afternoon. There's three matches there for you for this afternoon. Okay. Two, two handicaps, two favorites I think are vulnerable. And the big bettors on that women's match, uh, Karolina Sinikova up against uh, Ken Winjeng. Excellent, mate. Great breakdown as always. By the way, so you're going to be going there tomorrow. We have like 30 seconds here. You go to all these majors. I mean, this one, the French Open, U.S. Open. Where does Wimbledon rank when you go there live as a sports fan? If you go to Wimbledon, there's a lot of things in England that I'm not very proud of, sport events and stadiums, stuff like that. But when you go to Wimbledon, it's it's the number one. Really? I mean, the courts are incredible. The atmosphere there, the, the history, everything about it is if you get an opportunity, go to Wimbledon. And, and it's... It's such a it's the number one tennis event for me. It's the number one tennis venue, and uh, you know everything else is is great, but this is on my backyard and it's, it's yeah. brilliant to see. Beautiful go. place. Great, mate. Enjoy it, okay? Thank you. Be good. Thanks, Nigel. There you go. Uh, up next, I'll give you details on an offensive player of the year bet that I really like. He's in the fifty to one range, and he could go nuts this year. I'll run down why I like him next here on Vsin. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up this hour in 15 minutes, we'll recap the weekend that was with win some, lose some. And Derek Carty will join us in 30 minutes. Oh. Heavy into uh, Sabermetrics, Major League Baseball. He will blow your mind. We. He's going to give a, give out some futures that he likes. Wow. Division winners, maybe some yes-no playoffs, and some uh, World Series prices that might yes, surprise you Yes, that he likes. I thought the weekend was uh, pretty damn great. Uh, the NBA stuff on Saturday. I mean, we already had the free agency going on from Friday night into the morning, but then all of a sudden, hey, breaking news, Damian Lillard has requested a trade out of Portland, and then the speculation started where could he possibly end up? I bet the Heat as soon as I could. I grabbed them at 16 to 1 and a little bit at uh, 12 to 1. Here at Circo, they're at plus 775. I saw them get to as low as plus 705 on Saturday. Now, where is he going to end up? I will point out now a little bit here from Bobby Marks and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN over the weekend. Marks said, quote, here's the problem with the Heat draft capital. They can only trade a 2028 and 2030 first round pick. The trade works, but what's going to happen is that if he's going to Miami, it's going to expand. We're going to see three teams or maybe even four teams involved because you want to get Tyler Hero to a third team and all of a sudden double that draft capital right now to Portland. But as of right now, I don't see a clear path for Damian Lillard to get to Miami without a third or fourth team involved. End of quote. Woj said on SportsCenter, quote, I think this will not be a quick process. And Miami does not have any advantage in trying to get a trade for Damian Lillard, end of quote, from Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, this is the frustrating thing if you're a fan. I mean, it's the same thing with Maury and and Harden, that Maury's going to take his time. And if they trade Harden, we're going to be here a while. Oh, it's. Uh, I also, you know, according to reports, he went in and, and told them Monday. That's one report that, hey, get me out of here. That's enough. I just thought it was better if, if it's if that wasn't true, that they he saw them give Jeremy Grant $160 million and said, that's it. I'm out of here. But it doesn't make any sense if you believe some of these reports that he's not high on Philly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out the Celtics either. Because some people pointing out, why hasn't Jalen Brown signed that long-term deal? Because remember, there's still that smoke in Houston. 
with Jalen Brown and the love affair with Udoka. But I don't know. Why is Brooklyn on his list? That's another one. Why are you going to leave Portland and then go to Brooklyn? And then what, what does Brooklyn have to give up? Because they've already come out and said you're not getting bridges. Right. What the hell is Brooklyn going to give up then? Mm. So I, I got to be careful here if I'm Portland about, okay, I understand we love you. Thanks for everything you've done. But I'm just not going to do you a favor here and, and take a bad deal. Or at least not. A, we can do a lot better than what's offered. Certainly Philly. And I would insist on Maxi and some pieces too. And even a, a package that San Antonio or Utah could put together would be better than the Miami package. Well, that would so be there's something a lot else. going on here. Yes. That would be something else. If uh, And by the way, here's my prediction on this. So we are on the air live uh, all week tomorrow, July 4th as well. We're on vacation next week. I'm not going to be surprised for one second, Paulie, if we come back two weeks from today and there is no deal yet. If he's still in Portland. Well, I make that the favorite, yeah. Yeah, and if James Harden is still not on a new team. The would, Harden thing really could take a, a long time, but that's... Yeah, I anticipate and that. And I, I don't know about... I was high on it Friday. I, I don't know about Harden getting to the Clippers either. Because that's... Do you really want to put Harden and Westbrook together? And I know you didn't pay him a lot of money. I don't. Two for eight. I don't want to see that again. No, I don't. I don't did want not them. go well in Houston. No. Not to mention it's not even close to the Harden we had in Houston when it was Harden and Westbrook and what the guy has left in the tank. So uh, the, I don't know if that's going to happen either and what the Clippers organization wants to do. So I, I wouldn't rule out Boston. And uh, I'll tell you, the longer this goes on, there's a chance. There's a chance that Embiid's like, I've had enough. That's it. I'm next. Get me out of here. And the Knicks are sitting there at 50 or 60 to 1. Yeah. And the package they could put together. And then B well, just gets, number one, he gets frustrated with this. Now Harden's going to be gone, or they don't get a good package in return. And then B just says, okay, that's it. I'm next. And, and, and ship me out too. You think this year? It could happen. I think that happens next year. But maybe it would be this year. Maybe he'll. Uh, There's a path. Maybe he'll hurry up the process here. Now, I, ESPN had a story as well about teams that it just it doesn't make sense. It won't happen. They immediately ruled out the Bucs. This is before anything happened on Friday, right? They said there's no chance the Bucs can make this happen, basically because of money. And so you're going to rule them out. You're going to draw a line through them. I thought the Bucs, like if you go back 10 days or so, I thought the Bucs actually could maybe make something happen here for Lillard, but not going to happen. Maybe, maybe the Celtics could be that team because of Jalen Brown. And if you want to change up your entire, like, uh, squad that you've had, and your, I'm not going to say trajectory, because this could actually catapult them a little bit here, but what you've been building for a couple of years now, guys still in their prime, I would do that in a heartbeat. If I, if I could put together a package that would have Jalen Brown going out of Boston and getting Damian Lillard in return, if it made sense, I, what are you even going to hesitate for? Is he still improving? Is he getting better? Well, I would 20, say no. He's 26. That's true. I think he's been yes. the same player for the last couple of years. The guy still is a turnover machine in the dribbling. The dribbling Black is just up. alarming. That comes back to, do you want to pay someone three hundred, almost $300 million? No, there. I don't. I don't. But again, and I know and Lillard's a sensational score and to score 32 a game. But then you look and that's like $60 million a year at the back end of that contract. Too. Right. And, now, and up there in age. So. But if he goes to the Heat, where, where would you put the Heat in the Eastern Conference? Now, Hero's going to be gone. For sure. We all know that. Vincent already left. There is no Struess. Yeah. Right. So what already else gone, what, right. what else is gutted, right? Is this going to look like Durant to the Suns? Before they could... And by the way, I thought the Suns actually had a pretty good weekend, too. Well, you do. Yeah, I think that some of the guys... are going in. overboard. The Eric Gordon thing's enormous. But I, I just... I just they, he, all things considered, I thought they did an okay job. How many of those guys can play, though? How many of those guys can get significant minutes and you can count on them? Well, not... They're not... But they have, like... How many guys did they bring in? They brought in a lot of guys. A lot that, of guys. That, that, yeah, but how many of them can, can you trust and can and play minutes and that you put yeah. them out there? Um, Here's the roster, by the way, as long as we brought it up. I mean, if, if two or three of these guys can pop, John Hollinger loves the Bates D up signing by the Suns. I, I mean, I would say if two or three of the guys that are not near the top of that list. If they can pop, then you're going to have all of a sudden yeah. six, seven guys that can play. Gordon's big. It goes back to the, the Miami discussion is interesting because it's the, well, they lost Struess. They're going to lose Hero. What happened? They lost Vincent. But the yeah, but was, well, they were still the eight seed. Part of the reason they were the eight seed was because the supporting cast struggled so much. And we know it's playoff Jimmy. He said it. I just turn it on playoff time and I go through the motions during the regular season. So that when you evaluate the supporting cast, 
The yeah, but is, okay, you guys were great in the playoffs and almost won the title. But what happened? Why were you an eight seed? Oh. But, but that's, I, I, I also I, I'm say with that. you. I love what the Lakers did. I, I what, What's Golden State doing? They're just going to run it back? Okay. These other guys, they, they haven't developed no, in, the, in the, the swings and misses in the draft. And now you move on from Poole, which became a horrible signing with that contract. But, you know, this is this is a lot of moving parts here about what's going to happen. And, and it's still, it's still going to be, at the end of the day, you respect the organization and say if it's Lillard, Bam, and Butler, that's going to be good enough? Absolutely. And you still have Martin. He could be in the trade, too, I guess. Well, I mean, I would think Duncan Robinson's going to go bye-bye. Yeah. They would bring him in, right? But that's not enough for me, though. If I'm Robinson, no. hero, and uh, maybe a pick? Come on. No. I mean, is Dun- is Caleb Martin going to be gone, too? I don't or know. Or do they bring him back? I don't know. Because right now, I'm looking at their depth chart. He would be the theoretical starting five for the Heat next year. Kyle Lowry, Tyler well, Hero, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo. Do they bring Lowry back? I doubt it. I saw reports that he was not going to be brought back. I have to throw this in, too. If I'm Portland, I insist that you have to take Nurkic with that horrible deal. That's a bad deal. you got to throw that in, too. Yeah. Help me take that. If I'm doing you a solid here, at least take the Nurkic deal. Yep. Um, well, in the West, you brought that up. Yeah, you got to love what the Lakers did. So when you look overall, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the West here. Just the West, not the NBA title. The Nuggets have to be the shortest shot on the board, and they are. DraftKings at plus 250. Then the Suns at plus 330. I think that's still too low on them. Um, the Warriors are plus 650, then the Lakers. I think the Lakers are better than the Suns or the Warriors today. Yep. I think they should be shorter than both those teams. Yep. I do like the fact that the Grizzlies brought back Desmond Bain. It's a lot of money. But what contract isn't a lot of money today in the NBA? Now, this is absurd. The, the Mavericks have better odds than the Grizzlies? It's, it's, not, it's a 25-game suspension. It's not a killer. And we've seen that seeding doesn't matter. Playoff time. I would agree. They're a great home team. Maybe addition by subtraction with Brooks gone. They weren't healthy last year. I mean, I know what the Lakers did to them, but they had so many injuries and what they were dealing with. So there's no way the Mavs have a better, better shot with that thrown together roster and no, no defense. I mean, the Mavs, they, they made the Kyrie trade last year. And still were going to miss the play-in game before they decided to punt on the season. So I brought up two teams, um, I think it was last week or the week before. Now, the odds have shifted a little bit on the Kings. Right, but that, right, no respect for the Kings, you're right. Look I mean, at their price. Are the, are, the, are the teams in front of them really better than the, are, like, are the Pelicans better than the Kings? Did I have that on my list? I forgot to mention. I can't believe that Harrison Barnes, 55. Yeah, we talked about it on Friday. Oh, my God. Are, are the Mavericks better than oh. the Kings? Are the Clippers better than the Kings? Are the Warriors right, better than right. the Kings? And oh. I'll give you another one. I can't, the Thunder are 50 to 1. I yeah. love that signing from bringing over that EuroLeague G, uh, MVP. That's a huge signing. You know that that guy's going to... What else do you need to know now? Other than whenever a European League MVP comes over to the NBA, they thrive in this sport. They thrive in this league. They brought him over. Um, I'm, I was already high on the Thunder. They're 50-1. to 1. That team is going to yeah. be so sneaky good next year, it's going to blow your mind. Well, here's why you have to love the Lakers. Number one, they can withstand an injury. They have a ton of depth. And they played so well down the stretch last year, and they didn't have a lot of time together. I mean, they had to deal with the Westbrook issues. They finally got him out of there, and then LeBron got hurt after they traded Westbrook. Yeah. So the, the Lakers are saying, hey, I'm going to have all these guys now for a full season. Watch out. And it's, I agree with it. It's them. almost the exo- exact opposite of what last year looked like at the very beginning, where they had nobody that could play. One of the worst beats of the entire baseball year coming up next. This is Follow the Money on v Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We'll talk some Major League Baseball here. Derek Cardi joins the program. Uh, heavy into sabermetrics. And you can find his projections called the BAT and the BAT-X. Yeah, Rotor Grinders, EV, uh, EV Analytics, and also uh, Fan Graphs, where I usually uh, look at all my baseball numbers. Derek, a happy July 4th weekend. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. You bet. We appreciate the time. Let's begin with some teams that you want to kind of buy low on right now. Maybe, you know, to make the playoffs at plus prices, 
maybe to win the pennant and or add a bet right now to win the World Series. We've talked a lot about the disappointing season for the San Diego Padres this year and uh, continued over the weekend. They lost two out of three. But are you saying right now that uh, today's the day to buy in as low as possible here on the Padres? I really think it is. You know, the Padres, it's crazy. They've been as bad as they've been this year uh, record wise. Because they're one of the absolute best teams in baseball. The bad X projection system, my projections, has them projected for the third best record over the rest of the season because they're just elite. Like their offense, you look at the lineup, this is perhaps the best offense in all of baseball, certainly in the top three. They have a really strong pitching staff, probably a top 10 rotation, a top 10 bullpen. There's no reason they should be this bad. And the odds that we can get on them right now are crazy. Uh, the Dodgers are obviously going to be big competition, and now they are pretty far behind the Dodgers. Dodgers, But the Arizona Diamondbacks, in first place in that division, are all smoke and mirrors. The San oh. Francisco Giants are all smoke and mirrors. Oh. They're, they're <laughs> oh. Sorry to say it, but it's true. Wow. They're not going to end up near the top of the division. It's going to be L.A. and San Diego. Um, San Diego does have a hole to dig out of. But they also have a chance to win the wild card. So at plus 360 to make the playoffs, I really like them. And at plus 4,500 to win the World Series, I really like them. The talent is there. It's just a matter of can they get enough good variance on their side to dig out of the hole that they're in, okay, they're well, in right now. We're almost halfway through the season. Why do you say that about Arizona? Smoke and mirrors. They're just, they're just, not, they're just not that good of a team. You look at how they project and – they're not a first place team. You know, you look at their lineup, they have a few good players. Obviously, Corbin Carroll is, you know, is great. Uh, Cattell Marte is good. But the back half of the lineup, most of the lineup is guys that you didn't think twice about before mm -hmm. the season. A few mm -hmm. months really shouldn't be changing your impression of a team like this that much. Their pitching staff is, I mean, this is a sub 500 team, honestly. So the pitching staff, you think, is Zach Gallon and a bunch of uh, mm -hmm. not much behind that. If you have, yeah. if your numbers currently show the Padres to project from today forward as the third best record in Major League Baseball, what do you have the Diamondbacks at? You're not going to want to hear it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth worst. Tenth worst. Wow, this is something. Okay. Okay. So, so, and the same thing about the Giants too, playing over their heads, and they're going to fall back uh, plus one sixty-five to miss the playoffs. What about the NL Central then? Do you think Milwaukee takes off? And it's a great story with the Reds, but do you think this will come to an end now with a difficult schedule this month? I do. I'm not a believer in the Reds. Like, they're exciting. They called up Ellie De La Cruz. They have these young guys, and they're having fun and, like, whatever. But they're not this good either. Um, their offense is fine. Their pitching staff is terrible terrible especially with mm -hmm. the injuries that they've had hunter green being out uh this is not a team i mean their pitching staff is m mostly aside from graham ashcraft it's replacement level players or worse like these are guys that most major league teams would not have in their starting rotation these are guys that should be in triple a or should be released but they just have no other options they're rolling out luke weaver every fifth day they're rolling out uh, you know, Brandon Williamson, who I guess has kind of been fine so far, but like really is not that good when you look at his minor league track, track record. And they're just, you know, it's a weak bullpen. It's one of the, the worst bullpens in baseball. Like this is not, not a team that mm -hmm. I'm high on at all. Uh, you can get them at minus 300 now to not make the playoffs. And I think that's a really strong bet because I just don't see how they can sustain this. Yeah, how, how many times will a team yeah. do this with this many rookies? Yeah, right. And to his point, Luke Weaver going every five days. Sorry. Awful. When you run your numbers, and I guess it's a guessing game with what you, but when you run your numbers, are you factoring in who's going to be a, a seller and a buyer at the deadline and how that determines how a team's so going to finish? So that's the one thing I'm not factoring yeah, that's the one thing I'm not factoring in, and that will definitely skew the numbers. You know, okay. if a team like the the Diamondbacks or the Giants or the, or the Reds, you know, go out and they add a big impact name, uh, I will be under projecting them right now. But I still, I think these teams are weak enough where even if they add, mm -hmm. you know, an extra couple of win player, you know, a three win player, a four win player, these teams aren't even getting to 500 over the rest of the season. So I'm just not a believer in in what we're getting out of these teams. Okay, no, fair enough. Very good. Uh, I, I Earlier I said I'm concerned with how Texas is playing. 
And if they lose today, that means they lose three out of four at home to the Astros. And here come the Astros suddenly with these injuries, but still have to respect this organization. Are you concerned about the Rangers? Oh, absolutely. The Rangers, I think, are probably the luckiest team in baseball to this point in the season. Uh, I haven't looked in a few days. Are they still leading the league in runs scored? I think they yes, are. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're at six like, a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just not that team. They're a top 10 offense, but they have so many players in the players in this lineup performing over their heads. And you look at their numbers with runners in scoring position. And again, it's been about a week or so since I've looked. But there's, they've been so much better this year with runners in scoring position than they have been with runners um, with bases empty. And that's just not something that is sustainable. Basically, they're leading the league in runs scored because they're timing their hits well, which is not a repeatable skill. They're just mm-hmm. kind of, well, they happen to get their hits when runners are on base and they're scoring runs. Like, they're a good offense, but they're not an elite one. And to this point in the season, they've had really good luck with their their starting pitching because they haven't had to dig in and roll out, you know, their their number seven, their number eight, their number nine, their number ten option the way a lot of teams have. Um, you know, they've lost Jacob Degrom now, who's out for the year. But aside from that, they really haven't had to dig in too deep. But you know, Nathan Eovaldi's velocity's been down. There's a chance that that he's hurt. Mm. Uh, this is a team that I just don't think is you know, is really in this. I think they're the third best team in this division and they might not even be a 500 team the rest of the way. Okay. And that brings us to one more bet here that you'll like this morning is follow the money on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Our guest is Derek Carty, uh, big into sabermetrics. He runs great numbers, has for a long time. His projections are called the bat available, rotor grinders, EVN uh, analytics and fangraphs.com as well. Tell us why your numbers say it's now time to get on the Angels. Yeah, I've been on the Angels since, uh, I mean, since the start of the year. I have tickets from from the start of the year on the Angels, and I'm even higher on them now. The odds you can get them at right now, now plus 250 to make the playoffs, plus 1,600 to win the division, plus 5,000 to win the World Series. You look at the wild card standings right now, and the Angels are only two games out. The Baltimore Orioles currently have a spot that's not going to last the texas rangers are currently leading that division that's not going to last so they should be a favorite right now to make the playoffs and you can get them at plus 250 this is an offense that is really really good and they used to be a very top heavy offense you had mike trout you had shohei otani you know you know and then you have some pretty good guys taylor ward whatever they added hunter renfro this offseason they had brandon drury the back half of the lineup was pretty terrible but now they go out, they acquire Eduardo Escobar, they acquire Mike Moustakis. Now, these aren't like amazing names, but they're at least like league average hitters, which is much better than what they were rolling out before. So now this is a lineup that actually has some depth. They have pretty solid starting pitching, and this is a team that projects really, really well. Over the rest of the season, given the, the strength of their roster and what the, ske- the schedule looks like, They project for the exact same record as the Houston Astros, who are, uh, you know, I think the second favorite team in the American League to win the World Series. You can get the Astros at plus 700 and you can get the Angels at plus 5000 to win the World Series when honestly, these teams are a lot more comparable than people think they are. Wow. Intriguing breakdown. Um, Great stuff today. By the way, I said this earlier, if the Angels could somehow get in. Look at look at the form that Detmers is in right now. So you're going to have Otani and Detmers as the one-two in the playoffs. That's pretty scary, Derek. Yeah, it absolutely is. The, I mean, Otani is elite, elite. Uh, Detmers has been great. Tyler Anderson is solid. Patrick Sandoval is solid. This is a team that I think is a lot more dangerous than people realize. Follow Derek on Twitter. He is at Derek Cardi. Thanks so much for the time today. Uh, enjoy the fourth again tomorrow. We appreciate it, Derek. Be good. Thanks so much for having me on. There you go. And again, his projections all year long called the Bat, Fangraphs, Roto Grinders, some of the places where you can find them on a daily basis. Surprised by that? Oh, yeah. Padres, yes. Angels, yes. Padres and Dodgers will overtake Arizona and the Giants. Right now, the Padres are just eight behind. They're just the Giants. They're right Right. back of the Giants. Right. So Uh, In-pocket plays are up next, and a true American hero is going for his eighth consecutive title. Odds are posted. We'll go over the very creative menu coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.